And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All the way from the middle of the Pacific Ocean, we are still at it, doing the job, doing the work, Josh. What the hell is going on? Because I can't believe I'm in Hawaii talking on a podcast. Yeah, but we're stuck in the hotel room because everything here is, it's so strange how oh, the internet no, no. doesn't work all that well Everything here. costs. Everything costs a ton of money, which is cool. We're okay with that. Okay. Right. Everything right now because it's spring break. Uh, spring break last week, spring break this week. I, I feel like kids get so many breaks these these years. Why can't everyone get a break on the same damn week? Isn't that crazy? I guess because it would just flood the market for one whole week. Oh, I know, right? I feel bad for those sing- like single parents that I, they Oof. have to stay at home, or they've got it like you know, if they got they have if they have a, a young child and they have a middle ch- a middle school child and they have a high school or oh, one you're in screwed. college, you're screwed, man. Like you're missing three weeks of school, three weeks of work, I should say. Oh, anyways, all right. Hey, so what they should do is just watch all the fights, and that way they can enjoy life. Because we are going to try to make you guys some money by breaking down some fights, and hopefully you guys want to mybookie.ag, like we talk about all the time. Use our promo code Wayne in. But look, let's uh, let's get into this podcast. Dave's going to have to talk to us quite a bit today. We normally like to carry the weight ourselves, but today <laughs> we're going to let podcast Dave actually do some work. So go ahead, podcast Dave, walk us through the fight cards because we normally don't have, we normally have them in front of us. Now we're going to hear your voice. So try to speak English. Which what are we all doing right. first, there, Dave? Which You're one picking are we doing first. All right, we're doing PFL first, which is on Wednesday night. And, and we got Clay uh, Collard versus Jeremy Stevens in the main event. Yep. I'm I sure like that. That's I, a good fight. It's a great fight. I think it's a wonderful fight. I think it's a great fight for his first fight in the in PFL. Again, for Jeremy Stevens. I think that uh, Clay Collard has proven that he likes those fights when the newcomers are coming in. Yeah. And I've we've just talked about this last week. It's always hard to get into a new promotion, no matter how many fights you've had, yep. to go into a new promotion because it just doesn't quite feel like everything's home. a little different. Sure, maybe you know the people. Sure, you maybe you train with a lot of people that work there, they are fighting in there, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And for Jeremy, I think that he still has a lot left in the tank. It's just a matter of can he put aside all the things that happened in the past, leaving the UFC. A lot of fighters have a hard time after leaving the UFC because it's like it, they've spent so much time there. It doesn't feel like home anywhere else. So when they go somewhere like the PFL, it's like, ah, man, I'm, I, it, it, that first fight, look at Anthony uh, Pettis, same thing happened to him when he went there. He fought Clay Collard. And I think, I, I really think that uh, Jeremy's going to have a different mindset based upon watching some of those guys like Anthony, like Fabricio go and you know even Rory you know Rory won but you know Anthony and Fabricio they didn't win in their first fights and I think that's telling guys hey if I sign here I got to take it serious because these guys are going to try to rip my head off these guys are going to be here to prove that they're better than me and I can't let that happen so at least Jeremy's never taken anyone light he's, he's always a great competitor but you got to figure he had been in the UFC since UFC 71. Yeah. I did his first fight at UFC 71 against Dean Thomas, who is now commentating and doing some of the breakdowns there for the UFC. So, I mean, he was there forever. And I really think that he had, he does have an advantage in this fight in the speed department. Yeah. I think Jeremy's much faster. I think that's going to be something that he's can definitely rely on. But he's got to handle the pressure and the body attack that Clay Collard brings because the dude's going to be in his face. He doesn't back off. I would give Jeremy the power advantage as well. I would do. I yeah. would do. 
So if you give him the speed and the power, he's just got he's just got to make sure that he doesn't wilt under the pressure in terms of Clay Carr brings that pressure to just shut you down. And I agree with you 100 on the body attacks because we've seen Jeremy lose. Uh, we saw him lose the only elbow by the kick, yep. but anyone could have went down by yeah, that kick. That's... Sorry, especially all those kicks. But <laughs> but but it just it lets fighters understand like, hey, if I'm going to attack someone somewhere, going to the body is definitely a spot I'm going to try to attack him at. Yeah, he's tough, man. Jeremy's still one of my all time favorite fighters to watch. He's always been one of my all time favorite fighters to watch. I think that he, <clears throat> I think for every fighter that leaves the UFC um, and then goes somewhere else, especially if you've been there and established for a long time, they have a hard time adjusting to another promotion because in their mind, like a lot of the other, like a lot of the UFC fighters think, they think like, oh, I'm better than these guys. And not just better than them in terms of they really hold themselves up on this pedestal. Like, oh, I've already fallen the best guys. Like, you know, like even if I lose here, you know, whatever, it's my, you know, I was, I'm towards the end of my career anyways, or I, you know, like I've already done it all. These guys have never done what I've done. And fighters, and I'm being honest, John, that's kind of like, I think the mindset for some of them. If it's the mindset, it's the wrong mindset because let's just be honest. I didn't say it was right. (laughs) A lot of people do. They get to the UFC and they think that's where everything is at. But it's, it's hard to believe at times because especially you'll never get that from guys that train like at Extreme Couture or ATT or Sanford because there's a big mix of a lot of different promotions within all those. And they know, oh, dude, that, that dude's a stud. That dude, and you you hear him talk about it. Oh, dude, that, that, dude, that dude would be just about anyone. And that's that's the truth. You cannot get into this. Where I where I sometimes see guys getting that attitude of I fight in the UFC, this guy fights in the PFL, I'm just gonna be better. If you are in a small place with you know not a whole lot of top talent there and you're like the big fish, a lot of times I do see guys getting in that they can't be as good as me. They can and they will yeah. be. And you gotta accept you have to prepare for every person that that is the best person in the world that you've ever fought and you got to put it out there like that and that's what will prepare you to for that that contest because if you don't you're going to be playing catch up and it's hard once you've established in your mind that i'm going to walk through this guy and then it's not happening it's hard to make it back up it's hard to get yourself back in track. It can be done. I'm not saying it can't, but it's not easy. Yeah. And so it's better to go in there with that mindset of, hey, I'm going to say, you know what? This guy's going to be one of my toughest fights of all time, and I'm going to freaking go after him with everything I have. That's what you need to do. Yeah, I think certain guys that have left the UFC have had success um, based on the fact that like they – the way that they've always trained is the way they their mentality is. I think Werner Dahl because I think he had success in Bellator simply because like nothing really changes for him. It's the way he fights, no matter what. Like he pushes himself every camp. He comes in with the same mindset of I'm going to beat that fighter. Didn't matter. There was never like Roy doesn't have that personality of like all oh, these guys can't be as good as me. No. He doesn't have that just by talking to him. You know, he doesn't have that personality. Um, Gagard, I think, was kind of the same way. His first fight in the Bellator, though, it could have went, went a little wonky because oh, remember he was orbital. That's right. But it was a shot that just anybody could have got caught with that. Sure. But he didn't – I don't think he overlooked uh, Shamanko at all. 
I think just that first round, he got hit with that, and it's, his eyes swelled and became a different fight. So um, certain fighters I've seen come over. I think Paul Daly's also another one. Everywhere he goes. Paul Daly's gone everywhere. It doesn't yeah, matter to he him. Just, he just is like, he fights no matter yeah. who it is. He fights to knock your head and he off. Fight, exactly. He fights his ass off to put you into the freaking canvas. So. And I look at maybe Jeremy Stevens being the same type of I fight. do too. I look at fighters like like Paul Daly. Obviously, like Jeremy Stevens, probably the same thing. Jeremy Stevens has a fighter mentality. He's got that. Yeah. He's got that little bit of anger in him, a little bit of nastiness and stuff. And you know, great. I'm, that's not saying great guy, but he's got oh, a he's, great he's got a nasty side to him when he steps into the cage, and that's what you need, and that's what he needs to bring out in the PFL, and I think he'll be successful. Yeah, yeah. What are the fights on this card, Dave uh, or John? That you like, Dave? Can you read some off? So we can. Yep. I like the I like the Don Madge uh, Monfio fight. That's look at Monfio won the lightweight tournament. Mm -hmm. He won the million dollar prize or the <laughs> compilation of it. And uh, mm -hmm. but Don Madge is a good fighter. Comes from South Africa. I've watched him fight multiple times. He fought in the UFC. I don't know what happened, but he was undefeated in the UFC. Well, you said he was like 2-0, right? Yeah. That's not, you know, two fights and, and you're gone. Hmm. Something happened. I don't know what it is. But the dude can fight. So, Monfield's got a real test in the first, you know, well, first fight off of winning the tournament. Mm -hmm. he's, got a, he's got a real dude in front of him because this is not an easy fight. Now, I thought Monfield had a great run last year. I thought he looked fantastic. He had the one fight. I think it was against Collard. It was really close. Yeah. And he got the edge in it. Okay. But, you know, this fight with Madge, he better have his game on because Madge is good. What other fight, John? Eh. Give us give us some names there, Dave. Uh, John said he was yeah. looking forward to, yeah, Emiliano. So, yeah, Emiliano uh, Sorti's in there. And Sorti's in there. So is, uh, uh, I hate saying shoe face, but yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, he's uh, in there also. Carlos Antonio Jr. is in there. Yeah. But Sorti won the tournament two, two years ago. Um, and he's way down in the list. I'm like, why, why isn't he even on your, he's not even wow. on the main card. Wow. You know, and it's like, kind of, the guy fights his ass off. He's a tough dude, man. He never stops. So anytime you can watch him fight, I think it's a good fight for you to watch. All right. Sorry, guys. Long day of travel. We're here. We both of us just landed probably a couple hours ago. You, you're not. You're no, I've like been here for an hour. I've been here for about five, six hours, but um, here in Hawaii, Bellator this weekend. So that's gonna. We'll wrap up on the PFL talk and move on to uh, what's next for us, Dave. All right, we got night one of Bellator. Bellator two seventy eight, and we got uh, Velasquez versus Kamush. Ah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. It's a tough fight. It's a tough fight. Okay. Which which Liz are we gonna see? Thank you very much. That's which the question. Liz? I want to see. Are we gonna see the one that knocked out Watanabe? Are we gonna see the one that submitted uh, Deanna Bennett? Are, are, are we? we? Are we gonna see or the are we gonna see the one that fought against Vanessa Porto and did nothing? Did nothing. Yeah. And just, or are, you know, okay. And again, let's just go. Ahead. Are we gonna fight? Are we gonna see the Liz Carmouche that fought a championship fight against? I hate to say this, Chevchenko, because she she actually has a win against Chevchenko. It was off of a cut, but in the championship fight, she lost every round. Yeah, but it's Chevchenko. I can't 
you know, no. take anything from it. She also had the championship fight where she went against Ronda Rousey. And almost I'm telling it. you right now, that face crank that she had. Did you ref that fight? I did. Oh. I'm telling you right now, I saw the panic. I saw it. It was there. She was that close. And Ronda settled herself down and kept fighting through it and, and got her off and got the armbar win. But she was very close to being the Animway champ of the UFC on that very the first, first fight. So, yeah. Well, Ronda got the title from the UFC based upon her Strike Force title. She was the Strike Force champion. They just gave so it to they, her? They did. They handed so, it. Well, the same as they handed, you know, Aldo from the WEC, they handed him. Dominic Cruz, they handed him. They handed those guys, oh, if you recall. They what do you they call that? Yeah, they, they, they handled, handled the one they, they did it was the flyweight. Oh. They didn't hand the flyweight, but the bantamweight and the featherweight, Aldo was just got the belt. He was the champion. Same with Dominic. So Benson, same thing. Uh, no, oh, Benson lost, yeah, and they, and Anthony did did not get it because Anthony <laughs> ended up fighting Clay Guida and losing. So See, yeah, I don't so even remember what, that. Uh, wait, no, I remember him losing to Clay Guida. Okay, but then I thought Benson beat Pettis when he came into the UFC, and then he who did Benson lose to? No, ben, Benson lost to Pettis both in the oh, WEC and then lost his title to Pettis in the UFC. Got it. Got it. So who, when did Benson win the title? Because he had the UFC title. He won it from Frankie. That's right, twice. I went out there to help him train for it. CT, guys, CT. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not real. It's not real. It's all right. All right, let's, let's get into the Bellator. Uh, so, uh, Liz, I think she's got every chance to win this fight. I was say, we said nothing about her fight. Ju- Juliana Velasquez is she's a she's stud, a stud man. man. She overall, she's got power in her hands. She doesn't have a lot of output. She got really, she's tough to take down. She's, got, she's a black belt in judo. She's on the national team, correct? Yep. Um, for Brazil, she's good on the ground. She chooses not to go to the ground. She chooses to keep it on the feet. She southpaw, throws straight lefts right down the pipe. She's she's a dog. She'll take a shot to give a shot. She just needs to be a little bit more active. And I was I I want to say I've been so does Liz. kind of critical of of some of her performances because she can knock people out, but she's very conservative with her striking because she's so she's so difficult to deal with and she's long. I don't want to say she's tall, long, and lanky, but she is long for that for that weight class. She is. She reminds me. Um, I'm trying to think of who she reminds me of. Ah, I can't really say off the top of my head. But Liz, Liz, shorter in stature, she's gonna have a hard time getting in. But super but, strong. But super strong. I don't know if she's gonna have the ability to take her down though. I don't think she is. Yeah, and so it's gonna she be a, a rough tough, one. tough fight for Liz. And that jab's gonna be popping in her face. Those straight lefts be popping in her face. And uh, Julian Velas is not, she's no slouch off of her back either, and she's not easy to take down. So it's going to be a tough fight, but I'm ex- I'm excited to see if it's the Liz that fought Watanabe, because if that Liz comes in, Julian Velas get her hands full. Yep. Because Watanabe's up tall, long, and lanky, just like uh, Juliana Velasquez is. So that fight makes a little bit of that makes that fight makes a lot of sense right there. She's super strong, too. Yeah. I really, in my opinion, Liz has to get after her immediately. Get on her in the fight and start just doing what she did against Watanabe. Open up and start throwing bombs at her and make her have to react, make her have to defend, make her eat those shots. You know, that's her way of winning this fight, in my opinion. The longer the fight draws out, the more I'm going towards Juliana Velasquez. The only reason why I say that, John, that I think Liz is going to have a really hard time on the feet with her is not just because of the length and the reach and all those things. But you looked at um, Denise Kilholtz, like a 
badass kickboxer on the feet. She's a world champion kickboxer. Yes. 47 and 3. So phenomenal kickboxer. I thought Denise won that fight against Julian Velasquez. I can see it going the other way. I'm not, I'm not it's close. It's a yeah, good fight. It's a close fight. It was a great fight. Yeah. I was hoping to see Andre. But especially at the end of it, take, you know, at, at the end of it. Juliana didn't have a mark on her. And Denise yeah. was love dark. It was that love jab. Dark. It was that jab. Yeah. Straight left every time. And it never seemed like the power, even though Denise had the was a kickboxer, world-class kickboxer, she just didn't have the power to really push Juliana back. Yeah. You know, there was moments where she hit her with some great combinations. But she fought a great but fight. But she fought a great fight. But Juliana just was the, the power on the jab and just the long-range right hand or left hands for Mark. I think that's, if I look at the two, in terms of the stand-up, Denise Kilholtz is a better kickboxer than Liz Carmouche. She's maybe not as good, but Ju- uh, Denise is also a really good judo. Bravo? Uh, Black-, Black belt. Black belt. But she's got good throws as well. She's not as good on the ground as Liz, but Liz got to get the fight there. And that's the uh, if Liz can get to the top position, she can be dominant there. Yeah. You know, the, the question is, can she get it there? You know, yeah. So, look, Liz can win this fight. That's, uh, that's why it's a good fight. It's a competitive fight. Does the champ have some advantage? She has some advantage. Does does Liz Carmouche have some advantage? She does, you know. Physically one of the strongest women fighters out there. Mm. Always in great shape. Yeah. Always can push. And so she I saw her lifting her box of groceries, you know, uh earlier passing through the top of the tower. She's walking through her <laughs> shoulders, bam, oh, biceps, triceps. I'm like, man, Aaron yeah. man. You're an animal, and I look like shit. Oh, <laughs> I tell all these fighters, man, you're gonna look like me one day. It's, it's <laughs> horrible, <laughs> like podcast Dave. Uh, I'm uh, actually what really fight, what's, right what's the next fight on? So, there? what's next in line? Is it the is it Barbosa Enrique, or yeah, Barzola and uh, Mik- Barzola, Mikhailov against yeah. Mikhailov? Ooh, <clears throat> that's a great fight. And the Barzola is you talk about just a. A junkyard dog grinding, get in there and just give everything he has, come forward, throw. He's he's got, you know, he doesn't have great wrestling. No. But it's decent. It's okay. It's decent. Yeah, yeah. It's decent. He does he doesn't have great stand-up. He didn't have good he doesn't have good enough wrestling against Nikita though. That's the problem. Yeah. But he doesn't have great stand-up, but man, he'll throw. Oh, he'll throw. He's got a good submission game. He actually really does. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's but the one thing he's got, heart, cardio, and a heart for days. Yeah. The dude doesn't stop. Yeah. I love watching the guy fight. I loved him when he was in the UFC watching him fight. He just comes and he's got the look of a fighter. You talk about that nose being bent in three different he just directions. You ugly, bro. I he did not. He's he got the ugly. look of a fighter. He looks awesome. He's just a guy that comes and you know you are going to yeah. be in a freaking battle. And that's the question in this fight. If you're going to look at both of them, Nikita is faster. He is technically really clean. His submission game is good. His wrestling is really good. But he does not have the fight experience of Barzola, and he does not have the fight IQ right now of Barzola. And can he take what Barzola can do in pushing forward and driving through? Is this a five-round fight or a three-round fight? It looks like it's. Uh, it doesn't specify that it's a uh, five-round. It just shows a bantam weight. It's a bantam weight. Oh, you know what? Because it's just to get into. Because to get in, that's why I asked. It might be three, yeah. So it might be three. If it was a five-round fight, 
Ooh, it'd be tough for me to go against Barzola, but he, he's got his hands full against a really crafty and good fighter in Mikhailov. But, you know, he's got a good chance of winning this. My, um, sorry. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. My, my, my <laughs> issue, my issue with, my, my issue with Nikita is this. When he fought in Russia, he looked phenomenal. When he fought his last fight, he looked like crap. Yeah, it's true. I wouldn't say he looked like crap. Not crap. He, he just he paced just, himself. He fought yeah. a safe fight. Didn't try to get the guy out of there. He just was on top, doing work, getting easy takedowns, not really trying to really chase submission or chase, chase getting the ground pound, getting the finish. That that bugs me. And look, if you guys don't think I'm, I'm talking But that's the first time he ever fought out of his country, too. Oh, okay. Stuff. I'd only seen him fight in Russia, and I didn't call that fight. I was actually here watching it from the States. Um, but yeah, on the belts card. So, I mean, I thought, no, I thought I saw him fight somewhere else, though. Well, he, he fought in Europe, but I, so only first time out of the European oh, I, area. Okay, out of, that, out of that area. Well, interesting. Um, but look, he is, he's good. Like you said, he's, I think he's more technically sound than Barzola. He is, but if this was a five round fight, if, if Barzola could survive the first two and a half, three rounds, yeah. you know, I was definitely start leaning towards Barzola. Yeah, the odds will change quickly. Yeah. If so, if I if you guys are if you guys are at my bookie die AG, make sure you guys take a look. In a three round fight, I'm I'm taking Nikita because of the wrestling, the control, position, that top pressure he has. Uh, his his stand up's not bad either. You know, he's a little bit more technically sound, I think, than Barzola. But Barzola will throw. He'll take a shot to give one. Uh, he'll take two shots probably to give one. But yeah, he um, will. But he's a stud, man. He's a stud in terms of there's no quitting him. Uh, what's the next fight? Next fight is Jarnell Lugo and Danny Sabatella. Ah, man, this one, this one is a tough one. Not for me. No, no, no. It's I. Jarnell Lugo is undefeated. Danny Sabatella has only got one loss. Danny Sabatello reminds me of John Fitch. He, he wrestled at Purdue also. Just, just a, a lot faster John Fitch. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's <laughs> a faster John Fitch and probably a better looking Dan, John Fitch. But, I mean, seriously, he's got that grind to him. Yeah. And he sticks with what he does. And he's going to go for the shot. He's going to drive into you. And he's not going to stop until he gets your ass on the ground. And he's he's a good fighter. You know, you got to figure they when they brought him in, they brought him in last minute to fight Brett Johns. Brett Johns coming off of UFC, only having a couple of losses on his record, and he just dominated he Brett Johns. Him. Just he dominated him. him. No, I like Brett Johns. Also, do I love him. love him as a fighter? He's a great guy, and I was shocked at how much control he had, and that's why that's why he reminds me of John Finch. When yeah. he gets in the top position, he doesn't lose the position. Guys are doing all kinds of things to try to get in. He just rides on top of him. Sometimes he floats. Sometimes he crushes. He does all kinds of things. Lugo's going to have his hands you know, full. Lugo is, a, is the slicker fighter. He's a slicker fighter overall. He's got better stand-up overall. Uh, I don't know. Submission game. He's got a good submission game. He's had some submissions. But the wrestling that Sabatello brings, I do not know if Lugo's going to be able to deal with the pressure and grind that he has. Lugo, after his last performance, I was really high on him all the way up until his last performance. He just did things in that fight. That let me know that he's not quite ready for someone like a Sabatello who's going to bring the pressure. Maybe he's not going to look the best on the feet, but he doesn't need to. He's going to throw one or two big, hard shots, and he's going to shoot his double leg, yeah. switch to a single, or shoot his single, switch to a double. And he's going to out-scramble and out-hustle Lugo in these transitions, and he will end up on top. And he will control that probably that whole first round. And what he would expect to see is Lugo getting back to his feet, 
and Sabatello Matt return. Him getting back to his feet, Sabatello Matt return. He will grind on him, get on his head, hang on him. He will do that. Uh, that John Fitch style of thing. Oh, see? Oh, see? Look at you. Yeah. Look at who was, you're I comparing. Was gonna, I was going to say just wrestling. Just say general. it, son. Wrestling in general. Just say it, son. Wrestling in general is grinding. <laughs> I love to give my boy some good, some love, Fitch. I love to give him some love. But look, man, these guys, when, when you have that type of wrestling that like Sabatello does, and just and I saw him today earlier, he is shredded. His sh- you see every vein through his shoulders, every vein through his forearm. He's got to be shredded. He's 135 pounds. Yeah, he is tiny. <laughs> he is tiny. He's pretty tall for the, he's for the, tall, he's for tall for the weight. And yeah. uh, so, like, the reach. I want to say he's 5'11". Things, he's tall. He's he's five I, he looks like my height, you know, maybe a little bit taller. Um, maybe a little bit shorter. Yeah, maybe a little taller. I stop your stop. I'm just being honest. I've got a couple of Look who's 5'9". He's 5'9". Look who's 5'9". What's Sabatello? Sabatello. It's got to be 5'11". 5'10", 5'11". 5'9", Oh damn! Nah, he's, so he's shorter. Than I me. gave him two inches. So he's shorter than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, you heard it here first. John's not always right. Josh, you're lane as well. Set, you shut your whore mouth. I'm five ten three quarters. Yes. Well, I was before surgeries. I'm- Dude, he hasn't seen five ten ever. I have- <laughs> <laughs> I was five ten my whole career. <laughs> just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Okay, I, I just right, maybe I just, it is. I just can't with you, man. I've been traveling all day. I just can't with you today. Okay, guys. All right, so like, I'm I'm going towards. I'm leaning towards Sabatello. I just think the pressure, the wrestling, all those things. Lugo's got the chance and catching him on the way in. Yep. Not. I don't even know about catching him in a submission. Sabatello just seems grimy like that, where he's stays tight with the neck, doesn't let anything really get too far from him. Maybe you know. I would just say, just I would say, only catching him on like a knee coming in. Push kick up the face, something like something along those lines. Maybe an uppercut. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking at Sabatello controlling everything in this fight. Giving him his first loss. Good. It could be. I'm high on Sabatello, man. His old may go. After the Brett Johns fight, I'm high on Sabatello. Yeah, and good. I walked away from that fight going, damn, that kid's good. I told you he was good before, and you, and you, you Johnny, came to me. No, no, Johnny stop. Never told me anything about him. Oh, you lying. I never heard anything you about him. You lying son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. See, I love when you're here. <laughs> All right, so what's the next fight? Next fight, Christian Edwards versus Grant Neal. Yeah, you, you know, Christian Edwards coming off of uh, – was his last fight against yes, the Big it Tuna? It was against the Big Tuna. Damn. You look it up, it's Christian Edwards' last fight yep. was against the Big Tuna. Ben Paddish, yeah. Yeah, because well, he, he had a fight scheduled, and then it got canceled, didn't it? Yeah. Yep. And so uh, this is his first return from being knocked out. You know, that was his first loss. I know uh, everyone looks at this and, and, you know, oh, you're you're not undefeated anymore. Josh, a loss sometimes can do wonders for your career. I know it doesn't sound right to most people, but failure is not something that you should fear as a fighter. As long as you are giving it everything you have, you can make a mistake and someone can catch you in that mistake and it can be over. Learn from your mistakes and your failures will lead to your success. Yeah, that's something failures say. I don't say that shit. <laughs> 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 I think even podcast day was laughing. I mean it. No, I agree. It's true I because you, you can't sit there and, you know, oh, 
all of a sudden, because you lose now, oh, it's over. It's not, you know, and Christian Edwards got a lot of skill. He's got a lot of talent, man. Yeah. You know, when I first watched the guy, I went, that, that, could, that dude can fight and he can. He's going up against a dude that's just a, a pit bull and a cannonball at 205 pounds. He's doesn't have a long reach. He's, he is anything but your tall, long, and lanky. He is short, squat, and thick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's Grant Neal. But he's dude. He's a fighter, and his last fight was a just a barn burner against Polizzi. And uh, he, he walked away from that. I think it was a split decision loss, yeah. which was his first loss. So they're both coming off of their first loss. And we're going to see who's the one that actually has been able to handle that, deal with it, get themselves right, come back and put on a, a big performance. But it's going to be very difficult for Grant Neal to get into Christian Edwards if Christian fights smart. I, look, I agree with you. I just look at... One is young, still like yeah. Christian Edwards, still young, still blooming, still kind of that that talent that like up until the Parish fight, I think he kind of was believing a little bit of all. He life. started by it. Grant Neal has happened too many things have happened in his life for oh him to God. lose an opportunity, and I think he went back and he just like look, I, it was a close fight. I lost. I should have done more. I could have done more, but. I really believe that you're going to see a more intense Grant Neal. He's going to find more, more ways to push the pace. He's going to find more ways to, to get his head inside. He's going to find more ways to dominate the top position, control the top position. And I, I don't know. I think Christian Edwards is, is a stud. But if you're looking at who's going to have to come back from something that's more devastating to build your confidence, Grant Neal can build off of the fact that Polizzi's got a lot of wins against good people. Yeah. He's a stud. He's only got one loss. He's got one loss to Inglitzkis. Uh, you know, and so when you look at that fight, so I look at Grant Neal going, look, I, I've barely lost to this guy who's who lost to a guy who just fought for the title yeah. against Nemkov. And then where this guy lost to Parrish and Parrish, you know, Big Tuna is just dominated by someone else uh, recently. So there's a lot for, still a lot to, left to be desired. And I know I, I right there in that whole sense, it's just MMA math, which never adds up. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. But I'm over, I'm over here saying that I like the idea of Grant Neal because of everything he's been through in his life for him saying, Hey, you know what? This is that one little extra motivation I need to. And he, I'm sure he's absorbed and learned so much from that. Whereas Edwards is still, I think blooming as a, as a young fighter. So it's going to, it's going to really come down to who can implement their game plan. It's going to really come down to who's going to bounce back more, but I think it's going to be Grant. Both guys are, they're both good fighters. Oh, both good fighters, both good people. I really yeah, enjoy both. both of them and stuff. So it's, it'll, be, it'll be, it's a really, it's an interesting contrast of styles because six foot five compared to Grant Neal's five, five nine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not much. So it'll be fun. It's like me standing next to John. I'm like, what, six eight? What are you like, six five eleven? <laughs> next. What are the fight? What are the fight? All right, next fight after that, um, or prior to that, is Luis Muro versus uh, Nate Andrews. Okay, next fight. That's Manny um, Muro. Manny Muro. Tafik, Tafik oh. Masayev, and Zach Zinn. Okay, this is the fight right here. Tofik mm-hmm. was the guy that, and I don't know if you know who he is. He fought over in Ryzen. He fought in the tournament. Yes. He beat Patricky. Yep. The dude Finals. in the stand-up, the dude is a killer. Zach Zane, you talk about just a crazy Hawaiian that I love. Yeah. 
the dude is good on the ground. He's very good on the ground. He needs to get this fight to the ground, but he will stand up and trade with Tofik the entire fight because that's who he is. But it's not in his best interest to do that because he's playing into into that guy's strengths and Tofik. This will be his first fight in Bellator coming over from Ryzen. The dude is a stud. Lightweight, he is a handful for anyone. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why is he on the prelims? I do. Have you ever seen me in charge of anything? <laughs> no, no. I've actually asked Miss McCarthy, and she said no. He absolutely has never been in charge. No, Miss McCarthy. Miss <laughs> McC- McCarthy was really nice to me yesterday as I was on the phone. She says, "My dumbass husband." I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> It's a love, love relationship. Uh, I love it. No, it's um, no. I really, uh, I, I was just baffled. I'm like, look, I, I got a lot of love for Grant Young, I got a lot of love for uh, Christian Edwards, but when you've got Tofik, who's coming over here, and he's gonna be fighting potentially now. There's a little bit of buzz around that 55 pound division with yeah. Usman, with, Usman, with uh, Shibley, Shibley, uh, Shibley, Alexander Shibley. And now it's a feek, and then Patriki, and then talk of AJ going up now, McKee yep. going up to 55. I mean, I'm starting to get a little buzz right now with this group that's getting put together. It makes for fun. Because you have not been happy with the lightweights. I have not. I know you have. I know, John. You complain all the time. Fucking <laughs> drives me nuts, man. And I know we've got, you know, we've got Brent Permanence, we've got other guys that are in there. You got uh, Peter Queeley, you got other fighters that are in there, but like the new young blood that's coming in. I'm I'm starting to like lift my chop. My chops going, man. This is what we're looking for. This is what I want. I want to see that 55 pound tournament. They're like the last on the list to get the tournament. That's driving me nuts. And we're the best damn division. We're not the best division right now. Obviously not. <laughs> Bantamweight's gonna lead the way though. But uh, but overall, I'm, I was a little upset when I when I saw that he, him and um, him and Zach Zane were on the prelims. Yeah, that's upset. a great fight. Let's go. Let's go to the two seventy nine. Let's go to the next card. All right, Bellator two seventy nine, Cyborg versus Blanco. All right, let's just be honest. How do you see this? I can I don't see a difference. I'm sorry. No matter what. I love Arlene Blanco. I think she's a really good fighter. I think she's got good stand-up. I think she cannot stop Chris Cyborg from taking her to the ground. Do you think she takes her down again? I do think she takes her to the ground. When she was very successful, and this is the difference. This is what I said I liked about Cyborg when she came to Bellator is she stopped being the berserker. She stopped being the person that would just all of a sudden bite down and start throwing all these haymakers. That Did you not see her Sinead Kavanaugh fight? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And that's the whole I was, I was going to say. Just See, night. you have to go there right away. Look, you just had to jump to it. Sorry, I thought we were talking facts. Because she went and she, like her fight against Julia Budd, she fought beautifully. Her fight against Blenko fought beautifully. Her fight against Leslie Smith fought beautifully. Yeah. And then she got into, I'm going to bite down on my mouthpiece and throw with Sinead. And it worked for her, which is you know good for her, but it's not the smart way to fight. But this one of the smartest fights she's ever had was against Arlene Blenko. Yeah. And if you had that game plan and you saw how well it, it played out, how well it executed, why are you going to go away from it? Let me ask you this. What happens if Arlene takes her down? That ain't going to happen. Just ain't going to happen. Ah. I just don't see it. I, 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 
I've seen Arlene take people down. She has, she can't take someone down that has the now. The one thing I like about Chris is she keeps on getting better in things. And she's look at her wrestling coaches and, and she's practicing it all the time now. She's trying to get better in areas where people could possibly take advantage. And I don't see Arlene being the person. You would have to be Sarah McMahon to be that person that's going to be taking Chris down right now. Yeah, I don't think once Sarah gets hit, she's not even, not even the same person. <clears throat> no, no. <clears throat> I mean, I don't see much of a difference. I see maybe a little bit longer of a fight because, like you said, Cyborg is not berserking as much. She's picking and choosing her opportunities to, to do that. Um, she's going to go back to doing what she normally does. She's going to press her to the fence, elbow, flurry, knees, big strikes, come back into the clinch, wear you down, potentially get the takedown, get on top. And just try to work for the finish for there, whether it's submission or ground up pound. But I think I think you could see it go to a little bit longer. Last fight ended what in the mid, early third round. The last early third, ended. I think. Oh, I thought I was thinking it was the second. I think it was the third. I think it might have been. Blank Kyle was the second. Rear naked choke. Yeah. Rear naked choke in the second. That was her first submission win of her career. So yeah. that's also interesting to me. Yeah. You've had this many fights. You never had. You only had one submission. That was it. Not who she is. Yeah. Next fight. Next fight. Why not your lay on Rafion's thoughts? Oh yeah. yeah. I saw superstars today. So did I. In the uh, just as I walked in. In the photo ops, <laughs> he was getting his photos done, and you can see veins through his taco. Meat. Through his taco meat. Through his taco meat, you can see the veins. He's a stud, man. I mean, realistically, I I love Juan. He's a great person. Uh, I love his team that he trains with, the Cub, TJ, all of them. I think they're all fantastic people. I think the speed's going to be a factor. The wrestling, I, I'm going to give the wrestling. Also to uh, to Rafael Stotts, uh, the striking I'm going to give to Rafael Stotts. Wow, you the just, submissions you just go all uh, in. the submissions I'm going to give to Juan. But I, I, I even then I think it's maybe even just a 50-50 split. What's going to happen though is I, w- I have not seen Stotts go four or five. No, I, I'm going to see. Is I know Juan will be there in four and five. Oh, no doubt about it. He will have he his his phys, like his body and his cardio, his mentality, all of those things. They didn't get started till like round two and a half or three. He doesn't really start getting into a fight until like rounds two, yep. three, and four. That's true. To the end of two, I would say three, four, and five. So even if he lost the first two rounds, like he did against Patchy Mix, he just ran away with the fight after that. Yep. And look for him, look for him to try to put that type of pressure. But I think if Stas does a little bit what Patricio did, or Patricio did to him, Patricio stood in the middle and said, "Come to me." And just let him do all the dancing and then just do one, two, boom, boom, or right hand, left hook, boom, or left hook, right hand. And I think if Stotts does that, he sprawls, brawls, and then comes back up with striking, could end up being a problem for him. Look, Stotts can be a problem for anyone. He's that athletic. He's that fast. He's that good. He's got great wrestling. So he's a problem for anyone. But Juan Archuleta is a stud. And this is the whole thing with Juan. Juan doesn't have to rely on the wrestling because he does have that pressure inside. And he, he's, he's got to come in and he's got to throw his hands and he's got to commit. That's the big thing on it. 
commit on your shots. And if you get into the, you know, into where you get into a clinch with him, don't worry about taking him down because don't waste that energy. Worry about landing the shot on the exit. Worry about making him pay for allowing you to get inside on him on the exit. Don't even worry about the takedown. Worry about the exit. The exit, don't get hit, and you land the shot. That's the big difference, and that's what he needs to do in this fight. I, I got you. That was the longest sirens ever, by the way. Did you, did you those? I was like, man, they, they felt like they were going away, and they were coming back. They're doing circles. Yeah, they're doing circles. I agree. I agree that Juan needs to use his footwork. Landon strikes, get back out, mix up the wrestling like he does. He's gonna do. He's gonna fight the same way that TJ Dillashaw fights, and he's gonna keep mixing up, mixing you know wrestling and striking, throwing the head kick, doing all those things. I just think the speed and the wrestling ability of Stott's gonna be too much. He's gonna be able to stuff the takedowns because he's. I think he's a better wrestler. I think he's faster. And then on the striking, he's gonna see things coming. It's gonna be a little bit too slow. I like both of them as fighters. I, I, I wish this wasn't happening in the first round because I kind of think they would have both ended up in the semis or the finals together, you know, so. Could be, but there's another guy that's in the fight that we're going to talk about next. Let's go. M- might, have, might have a little bit of who's this? say in that. Who's this, who's this man? Who's, who, is, who is this man? Who's this man you speak his, of? His name is Kyoji. Oh, Kyoji Horaguchi. Wait a second. So you're overlooking Patchy Mix already? I'm not overlooking oh, Patchy Mix. I'm just, that was the one you guy. Hear Big John? You hear Big so John what he said? Kyoji. Big John's giving me some love. Patchy, you hear what he's saying? <laughs> It's a tough. It's a really tough fight for Patchy. It is a tough fight for Patchy because of the speed. He can definitely. He can definitely win this fight, but he's gonna have to be very relaxed in it and very calm and not get frustrated. And that's not an easy thing to do when you've got a guy like Horaguchi that takes all this movement and these strange angles, and you just can't get that pattern down and can't land shots on him the frustration starts to build and then you're making mistakes and he's taking advantage of them but look patchy mix i i I love patchy i think he's uh especially when the fight hits the ground the kid is phenomenal and his stand-up is getting better but he was exposed when he fought archuleta in the fact that he can be drawn into your style of fight and that's what he did against archuleta after he couldn't get the submission in the first two rounds, Archuleta started making him, you know, get to the point where it was like, okay, you think you can, you know, knock me out? Let's see. And he was trying to, and he stopped doing what made him effective in the first two rounds. Uh, you can't do that with Horiguchi. He can knock Horiguchi out. It's a possibility because Horiguchi has proved that, you know, his chin is susceptible not only, you know, to what happened with Sergio Pettis in a fight that he won every second of. But it happened to him in Ryzen with uh, Asakara. Yeah. You know, so it it can happen. No, I agree. Um, I was actually really hoping they would have put Patchy Mix against Magomed Magomedov. Yeah. I was hoping for that fight because then we would have seen something completely different. We may not see that fight now, at least for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the fight that I was really hoping to see. Um, overall, though, um, it's a tough fight for him. The speed, getting it, the power that Horiguchi possesses on the feet. That's the people don't thing. believe he has it, dolls, yeah. and they they feel it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of side a little bit with you on this as well. I'm gonna probably lean towards Horiguchi on this fight, but I think in terms of what Horiguchi needs to avoid, he's to avoid get like because he is shorter in stature. Oh, wow. And makes his tall. 
He's got to avoid his head getting too low because if Mex gets on that neck, it can be knees coming up or just guillotines, yeah. arses, anacondas, all those things, and then shucking your body, trying to get to the back, getting the hooks, putting the body triangle on. Mix, when he gets to your back, almost every single time he gets to the finish. So um, that's, a, that's a tough go. I want to yeah. see that. Uh, next, what was the other fight on there, Dave? Well, I think you over you skipped over Elimale versus Justin Kitch. Oh, Elimale versus Justin Kitch. Is that is that is that the co-main? That's no, that's a no. The, that's not, before that's the co-main. Gotcha. Co-main okay, okay. one. It's good. It's good to see Elimale back. You know, there was a real question. You know, Elimale has not fought since losing that title, <laughs> and there was a lot of lot of reasons. You know, a whole lot of things going on and stuff in her life, and that she had the knee injury and she had to get that fixed, and she had broken her nose in that fight and everything. And it was good that she had that time. I think it was really good for her. I'm looking forward to seeing the Alimale that comes back because I've seen that Alimale has been working on her stand-up a lot more. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to see because if there's one thing Justine Kish is good at, it is the stand-up. She's good at being that stand-up fighter and keeping the fight on her feet. I don't think Justine's going to do well if the fight hits the ground with Alimale. I don't think I, I don't think she survives. Wants to fight us the ground with Alimale. The pressure Alimale puts on those type of things. I, I think that even on the feet, Alimale maybe doesn't look the greatest on the feet. Even when before this whole hiatus of her being gone, get, having her knee surgery, getting fixed, now getting back into training and, and focusing a lot more on our stand up as well as her jitsu to keep it all refined. I think that. On the feet, when you watch her fight Velasquez, she still was able to land some clean shots, especially when she gets on top. Like when she fought uh, Vida Ortega, she got on top. It was a close fight up until the time she got on top. Vicious elbow, split her open, and the rest of the fight was history. When she gets on top of you and starts putting pressure, she's okay with going to her back as well to finish the triangles and, and hit those positions. She's a dog when she's in the grappling position. She's a scrambler. She's a finisher. She gets to the top and she puts the work in. So I'm definitely going to lean towards uh, Alima Light. It does scare me. She's been away for a while. Plus her knee surgery. Does she feel confident with the knee? Is it feeling like it's 100%? She, we had her on uh, the show last week in San Jose at the desk, and she's she believes that she's she's even, feels even better than ever, uh, and, you know, in, in some terms. Um, but it's the rust. I want to see how she is the rust. You know, she's she even said that her weight's been down, like it's been kind of a lot easier. Which is you know, which is always always been a problem for her. But in the past, her, almost all the Hawaiians we know. <laughs> Okay, so let's just make sure we're not isolated. We're not, we're not isolated. Oh, my God. I can't believe you say that. We're talking about all the Hawaiians. Hey, BJ Penn being one of them had some weight issues for a while. Not, let's okay. not forget that he fought Machida. Okay, then let's talk about another Hawaiian that's going to be on this card yes. making his debut. A guy yes. named the kid, Yancey Maderos, who I've always loved. Great guy. Awesome dude. This is a guy that fought in Strike Force yeah. at 185 pounds. Yeah. Fought in the UFC, welterweight and lightweight, and now he is fighting at lightweight against Emmanuel Sanchez. Which is crazy because the man's going up from 45 to 55, yeah. which I thought he should actually went down because he's not a big guy. The fact that I was standing next to Yancey today when I was checking in the hotel. And you went, Oh, he's big. I was like, Oh, you're big. <laughs> I knew he was big already. I've been around him quite a bit, but he yeah. was bigger then. But he looks lean and still his body frame is so big i just want to know how he's gonna be able to perform because he's cut he looks really slender right now john like he looks fit he looks slender he's a dog we all know that and he's got one of the best uh, battles i think ever we've seen you know in, in one of the fights what was the fighting uh, in the ufc uh a against cowboy yeah it was against uh not charles no uh, yeah 
Alex. Alex Oliver. Yeah, I said Charles. You said yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, it's Alex. It's Cowboy. Yeah, okay. You're right. I said Cowboy. You I did said... say Cowboy. Well, first, we, when you first say Cowboy, I think of Cerrone. I'm thinking, yeah, same thing. I'm thinking, I don't think Yancey fought yeah, Cerrone. Same, same thing, same but, thing. But uh, he looked good. He's big body frame. Him and Sanchez not a big guy. So, But Sanchez is known for what? Cardio. Cardio. He's known for what? Pushes. Pushes. But one thing Sanchez doesn't normally have a lot of is pop. Yeah, Yancy, he's got some power in his hands. I don't know yeah, if he's gonna still translate thing, to fifty-five. One of the things Yancy can do, Yancy can take a shot. Yeah, he can take a shot. He's got some, he's got a set of whiskers on him, man. Yeah. He just keeps on coming. So, so but it's gonna be, be interesting to watch I think that. Be a fun that's a, fight. That's, that's a good a fight. fight. It's what, good to is, see Yancy. Is there any good fights on this? Other fights on this card? Yeah. You got Yamuchi and uh, Chuck Kelly. Yamuchi and who? Uh, Chuck Kelly. Oh, Levan oh, Chukali. Levan. Levan Chukali. Chukli. Chukli. Then what's the next one? And then we. That's a seven, by the way. And and then there's also um, Lance Gibson Jr. and Nainoa Dung, and then Justin. Oh, that's a good one. That should be a good fight. Lance Gibson Jr. is an athlete, good all around, but Nainoa Dung here in Hawaii, dude, he's he's a young star here. Kickboxing wise, the kid is awesome. He he had some hard fights. He won his opener uh, in Bellator, yeah. but then he had a couple of fights. He had he had the one the one what was that kid Charlie Campbell ended up leg kicking him and leg kicking him to the point where he couldn't yeah. stand. They stopped the fight. But I expect I know to come back very strong in this fight, and I expect this to be a super tough fight. Yeah. I think I think I know is going to do very well in this fight. Good stuff. All right, well, that wraps up for our Bellator talk for the full weekend. And then let's, uh, let's move on to the UFC. There's a lot of fights this weekend, guys. Oh, my God. Jeez. Too many. All right, let's get into it. All right, we have uh, UFC Vegas 52 this weekend, and it's Amanda, Amanda Lemos versus Jessica yeah. Lemos versus Andrade. Well, this episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. And John and I have been using them for quite a while now because they've actually been working with us for the longest time here at Weighing In. They've been awesome. And we, they've been amazing to work with. And so we want you guys to help us. And we want to help you guys make some money. If you guys go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code Wayne in. There's also a QR code that Podcast Dave is going to bring up for you. It's right over here on this side. I believe it's this side, right, Podcast Dave? It's this side. Okay, they're going to give you a little extra spending cash on your first initial buy-in. Your very first initial buy-in, they'll give you some extra spending cash. We use our promo code Wayne in at mybookie.ag. Hopefully, you can make you go, make you guys some money. We're going to break down some fights for you that are coming up this weekend. We've got Bellator has two cards. UFC has a card. We'll talk a little bit about the PFL in terms of their main event and some other fights that we think are going to make interesting fights. And uh, look, we're hoping to help. Our little bit of hints here and there should hopefully get you guys to win some money at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne. In. I, I'm sorry. I can't go against Andrade. I, I'm being honest. Look, I like Lamos, and I, I can't go against Andrade in this one either. I think... Right now, she's fighting well. She's gone up away, John. She doesn't have to worry about cutting. Uh, no. She's not sucking herself She's down. not killing herself. She's already, she's, her, the fact that she possessed power at the lighter weight, and now she's come up, the power's still there. Yep. And the energy's there. Yeah. And so the chin is there. Like, she, she's able to take shots. She's able to deliver shots. She's able to keep grinding. And, uh, yeah. I think 125 is a great way for her. Yep. I mean, flyweights is it. She can have she can have a hard time with people like Shevchenko because of the reach, and the abilities. But everyone, everyone's gonna have a hard. Time. They're all gonna have a hard time with Shevchenko. But I mean, you get into some of these other top top females, you know, in that weight class, 
a lot of them are taller and longer, and she have a hard time with them. So she have a hard time. But she's a bully, though. We've seen it. We saw it against Rose Namajunas. She's a bully. Big slams, big punches. Tries to bully fighters around. So, but I mean, I'm a, I'm on the Jessica Andrade train, though. So I mean, like, I'm like, I'm just <laughs> choo choo. Let's go. Uh, next fight, Clay. Right. Figueroa. Yep. Versus yep. Uh, Claudio Puelas. Yeah, Claudio's good. Mm. This is a this is a tough fight for Clay. Clay Clay's gonna have to you know just be he's gonna have to be Clay Guida and he's gonna have to absorb some punishment to try to get that cardio to be part of the equation uh, as far as getting him the win. He can get the win, but Claudio is good. He's he's good everywhere. He's got good stand up. His wrestling is not as good as Clay. Clay can get him to the ground, but he's gonna have to work at it. And then he's got to be careful with the submission game. Even though Clay, you know, in MMA, not many people submit him. So he's a he's a stud. Yeah, the pace that Clay's got to set for this fight, he's gonna take some lumps to come in and get it. But I think also too. One or two takedowns early are going to lead to how this fight changes for the rest of the fight. If he struggles in that first round, he only gets one takedown and can't hold him down, it's going to be harder in the second. It's going to be harder in the third. It's just going to just be, you know, but Clay's going to keep grinding. Clay's going to keep keep pushing, keep chain wrestling. Clay's going to keep doing what Clay does. I mean, like, I'm looking at I'm I'm a fan of Clay. Now that we, him and I have talked about the Greasing issue, we're, we're fans now of each other. Anyways. <laughs> Good stuff, man. I mean, like, I, I think as long as he stays the level of intensity and doesn't doesn't stand for too long, couple big shots, takedown, doesn't get it, comes back up, dual mode, barrage punches, back on the legs. Never let him, never let him set to throw power. I think, I think uh, if he does that in the first two rounds, I think the fight will start trickling towards his way. If he doesn't do that. I'm going with the other guy. Next. next fight, heavyweight fight, right? All right, next fight, yeah. Alexander Romanov versus Chase Sherman. Chase Sherman, uh, who, um, who was just but, cut and then brought back. Wait a second. Chase Sherman, the vanilla gorilla. I love the fact that you got cut and they needed you back and you got extra money. Good for you. That is awesome. But, but the fact that you're taking off this monster inner. Uh, Alexander Romanov, he's a stud, dude. He's undefeated. He is big. He is strong. He hits like a truck. Uh, not a good fight for Chase. I'm going with Sherman. <laughs> no, no, it's just we're gonna put a we're gonna put some money on this. Look, one. they bring you back. They bring you back to lose. That's why they pay you a little extra because they know they're probably not gonna use you ever again unless you get a, a weird upset or something. So. They're like, hey, want to grease the palm a little? Okay. Good let for you, him. Let you know, hey, here's some money for you. See you on the road. Next. That's going to be a tough fight for him, though. Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa. That's a good fight. I like that fight. But can Macy get a win? What do you mean she got a win in her last fight? She did. Did she? Did she, she got a win in her last. Supposed to win that fight, Dave. I want you to look Go at. The, I want you to look at this, she, Dave. Should she have won? Did she get a win, John? That wasn't the question, <laughs> John. Dave, did she get a win? Yes, she won. Yeah. What, was it a split you. decision? That's why I just wanted yeah, to hear. It was a split. 
Yes, it was. Should she have won? I didn't. Ah, I didn't. Uh, it, it was close. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. No, I had I had Macy losing. Yeah, I think so. I think I did too. Yeah, but I like Macy. I like, I, I like the fact that Macy is a she's a gamer. She talks, but uh, I think uh, Montana is she's got a really good ground game. So Macy's going to want to kind of keep it on the feet. We've seen that when the fight does go to the ground. That's when Macy starts to have a little bit of trouble. So can she keep this fight on her feet and keep using her hands to do damage to De La Rosa? If Montana can get the fight to the ground, she's got a very good chance of winning this fight. I agree. But I think also on the feet, though. I don't, I, like Macy on the feet is not a barmer. Uh, say barn burger, but she, she had a little bit of the advantage, but not by much. Not by and much. And she doesn't. She also has a longer fighter. No, that's so, a, I'd say the Montana is. Yeah, so I say Montana. I think has the advantages throughout this fight. She's just got to keep pressure on her and make Macy feel uncomfortable. I think mentally Macy is not fully there in terms of her confidence. Like she's still not fully back from what the two losses she had in a row, and then she got this win, but it wasn't. Yeah, a suspect win. I mean, she's not only she's fully regrouped yet. So if she gets in her grill right off the bat, she's able to crack her right off the bat, Macy, crack Macy Barber right off the bat and start set pushing her around the cage. You can start to see her not fight to her potential. So <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Montana. We will see. You're gonna go with Barber. I like I like I, I like Montana. I, I really do. people and just thinking whether they're gonna win or not. <clears throat> I think it's a close fight. It is. I think they're they're both talented. I think they do things a little bit different. I think honestly on the feet, I gotta give I give the advantage to Macy. On the ground, I give the advantage to Montana. So that's that's the way whoever gets the fight into their realm, I think is gonna walk away with the win. So John always the PC answer. PC answer is just the truth. All right, give me my next candy ass. All right, hey, we got maybe a candy ass. Sue so, Medergi versus Manel Cape. Yeah, that's a uh, Sue is he's good. Manel is now, I think, getting comfortable mm -hmm. fighting in the UFC. We talked about earlier yeah. the fighters coming in, first yeah. couple of fights, doesn't feel quite like home. I had he had success over Horizon, now coming here. It's that feeling and that vibe of like, okay, am I ready for it? Am I not ready for it? Is is this my where I'm gonna be for the next six, seven years, ten years, whatever it is? I think he's starting to find his stride. Yeah, I th right now, look, he's fast, he's explosive. He cannot allow Sue to take him and be in the top position on him. He will he will hold him down and beat on him, and he's not going to get away from him. So really, it's a matter of how well this cape uses footwork and the in-out and how many, he lands his combinations. Because when he gets on a roll, he's comfortable, he's good. He's got, to, he's got to be threatened with the takedown, and he has to be in a position where he's worrying about it for you to have the ability to get into him. So yeah. There is a fight on there that I love, though, and I, I don't know what uh, position it is on their, <coughs> sorry, their uh, bout sheet there, but there is a fight with Charles Jordan against... Lando Venata. <laughs> Lando Venata. Best fight on the card. Prior, yeah. That's the best goddamn best fight, fight on the card. card. I love that fight. That fight is going to be a blast. Look at The real question is, I th is it at 145? Yeah, featherweight. Ooh, Lando's went back down. That's, that's kind of telling to a point. Look at Both those guys are 
technically really good. I love Lando Venata. He, he just is smooth, effortless in what he does. The guy fights. He counter-strikes so well. He's, he's just relaxed in there. And look, at, let's just be honest. Jordan is the same damn thing. The dude, he can, he can fight everywhere. He is good. This is a great matchup. I, I can't believe that this one is not on the main card. I love this fight. God bless either Mick Maynard or Sean Shelby, whoever put this one together. This is a great fight. Is this the main event of prelims? It might be. Yeah. They're trying to probably get I more people. I don't to... think so. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, actually, it might be. It depends. They've been doing like six car, uh, six fights. Uh, yeah, they have been a couple on times. the Vegas yeah. cards. Yeah, so yeah. it could be the f- opener to the main card, or it could be the prelim. That would make sense, honestly. No, if if, if it's it was an the opener, opener, it makes sense. I mean, it would also make sense if it was the the main event prelim, only based on the fact that we need you to go from ESPN two to the ESPN Plus app. Yep. To watch, it would make sense. This is a great fight. Yeah, great over, fight. Yeah, overall, you know, Manovanada is he's going to do all the spinning stuff. He's going to do all the cool, fun, fancy stuff. He's so relaxed out there. He's got, a, I think, a little bit more experience in terms of being in the cage, you know, and using his striking along with all the other things it takes, you know, defending the takedowns, whatever it is. But this fight's going to be on the feet pretty much the whole time. I see maybe one of them, you know, trying to shoot a, a double leg or a single just for fun, you know, in terms of a mix-up, like getting in the clinch, maybe grabbing the legs, but not really working on it too hard or forcing it. But overall, it's going to be a fun fight. I'm potentially seeing this being fun of the night. Um, it's a good <clears throat> yep we uh so two other fights who you may be interested in uh jordan wright and mark andre barry alt and then um dwight grant versus sergey kandoska so jordan wright is fighting mark andre yep barrio <laughs> barrio right. lost his last fight i can't remember to who to um uh, uh, Chidi Chidi and Jaquani. Jaquani. Yeah. yeah. And so. Recently. Yeah. It's maybe yeah. real recent. Which is kind of surprising that he's back that fast because he got knocked out. Cool. Which is a little bit because Jordan Wright is a good fighter. But Mark Andre, the dude is a, he's a grinder. He is. He's a tough dude, and my whole thing, Jordan Wright's got to get on him right away. Same as Cheedy kind of did. Cheedy got on him right away because once he starts rolling and he starts getting in his groove, the dude's just a – he's a bear. He's just going to keep on coming forward and throwing shots. He'll take shots. That's a tough fight for Jordan Wright. It really is. Hmm. Then my boy Dwight Grant fighting the Russian. <laughs> no idea why. <laughs> Stop taking these fights. Because they offered it to him. Don't take these fights. <laughs> like, I mean, he's got, Dwight's got power. He tends to slow down as the fight goes on because he throws everything like as if it was his last punch he's going to throw. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look, he's, when he fought, who did he fight? He fought Fluffy or anything? Did he fight Fluffy? He fought. No, Fluffy just fought. No, he fought, no, it was a while back. Two, yeah. fight, two fights ago. Who did who he fight? Ago, uh, Dwight Grant, he fought, um, where he won or he lost because he's he got lost. a loss. So he Not last lost last fight and loss was uh, Francisco Trinaldo. Before no, that was one before that. Stefan Sekulik, which was a win, and then uh, Daniel Rodriguez, which was a loss. Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez Daniel is what Rodriguez. he's talking about. Yeah, that fight. Dude, that, you just called he, Daniel Rodriguez fluffy. Whatever. Man. <laughs> um, he that fight was that fight was going out. He had knocked uh, Rodriguez down, and he was about to finish him. Rodriguez out on his feet. And then Dwight gassed himself out, 
got finished. Yep. I was like, oh, Daniel, the but then there's no shame in losing. Daniel Rodriguez is a tough, a tough dude. Yeah, I saw him that fight. Yeah, <laughs> tough dude. John, I saw him that fight. Tough dude, man. But so. I mean, look, Dwight Grant's gonna. He doesn't have the best takedown defense. He's not the. He's just okay at getting back up. He's got some submissions, but not not too many. But he's got power in his hands, and his punches come from really weird angles. He's got speed, you know, when he when he throws them. So, I mean, he's got a puncher's chance. Every time I say it, I look at it that way. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, he gets a win. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up our UFC, Bellator, Bellator, and PFL, PFL. talk. We've got a lot of fights this weekend, so make sure you guys tune in. PFL is on Wednesday night, Bellator is on Friday night and Saturday night, and the UFC is on Saturday as well. So tune in, watch. UFC might be a little bit earlier, Dave. I think earlier in the day. Uh, UFC, it, I don't have a start time on. Let me check if there's a start time on. Because UFC sometimes what they'll do is they'll start their their apex fights. They'll have them at say like two o'clock or four o'clock. They start a little bit earlier. Well, the main card starts at eight central, which is pretty common for. I mean, it does fluctuate, but that's not actually on the later side of their start times. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's true. UFC, all right, well, uh, you got any news for us? Anything you want to talk about before we cut yeah, off? Yeah, so um, the cup, just there's two stories, um, and they're because they're um, because of all the chaos going on right now with um, with these big name fighters. Uh, the first one is uh, the Jake Paul thing, and he's calling out Bisping. I don't know if you guys saw Bisping's response to him, um, but now Daniel Cormier's coming out and saying that's not the fight you want. Um, is Bisping the fight you want? Is Anderson Silva? And so I just wanted to get your guys' take on, you know. Jake Paul's still calling out MMA guys. Who is the MMA guy to call out? Bisping says, hey, I'm I'm an actu- I'm actually your weight, so you don't want me. And then DC saying, uh, uh, I actually think you want the silver fight. First off, Mike can't get the fight. So <laughs> let's, I'm, I'm just being honest. He can't get the fight because he can't get... Uh, commissions are not going to approve him now that they know. He's had two... I want you to think about this. Michael Bisping, since he's retired, has shown everyone that he still only got one eye that he can see out of. He can only see, you know, shapes out of his other one. He's got two knee replacement surgeries. He's got two fake knees. Okay. And this is not someone they're going to license to fight against Jake Paul. The fact that Jake Paul is calling me, I'm going to be honest, I really like a lot of what Jake Paul has done recently. I like a lot of the stuff he's done. I like the fact that he's given money to guys' charities and things like that. I think he's done a lot of good things. I got nothing bad to say about him until you call out a guy like Michael Bisping. You can't call out a guy with one eye, okay? It doesn't look good and two goddamn metal knees, okay? It just doesn't look good. It's bad. Michael is a commentator who works for the UFC, and he's retired. Let him stay retired. But I do agree with Daniel Cormier, for once. Yes, for once. (laughs) And the fact that Anderson Silva is your man. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. He is your size. He is someone that is actively fighting. He is actively boxing. He is an MMA legend. So if you want to try to beat another MMA legend, this guy actually is. So this would be the guy that is the first true legend in MMA. If you beat him, you're doing something even though he's 47 years old. Take on Anderson Silva. That will prove something to me. Why not Vitor Belfort? I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that too, but 
I, 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 I look at it. It's like if you're gonna say, all right, I'm, I'm gonna just your your semblance of who's the greater legend, Anderson Silver or Vitor Belfort? Yeah, Anderson. Okay, so that's why I say Anderson. Yeah. I, I don't understand why he's calling out Michael Bisping. No, it it's wrong. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's stupid. And I like how Michael responded to you. If you want to fight a guy who's got one eye, two knee replacements, it's just, he's like, yeah, all right, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'll do it. If you're okay with and it. And you know what? Hold on. I think Michael would do it. I think I think he would. I think Mike would do it. So it's not that you know Mike wouldn't do it. I don't think there's a commission out there that's going to license Mike. Now knowing, you know, things that Mike talks about now and is open about, and yeah, it's just the way it is. But I think the Anderson Silva, Jake Paul, is the right boss to Bisming though, the guy with one eye. Oh, there's best. <laughs> We'd never hear from you again. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be good. careful. But I would. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you, Jake. I think that you've been doing freaking phenomenal. I, lo I love the fact, like I said, given to the, some of the charities and stuff. Thank you for doing that. That's awesome. It, hey, he's been doing some good stuff, and he's kind of pushing the envelope on some of the things that are going on. It makes a difference for some guys. That's good. Next. <laughs> you know, All yeah. right. We'll, we'll wrap up on this one. So. Um, uh, the whole Conor McGregor thing right now is another one where, um, uh, you know, who, who's he going to fight upon a return? He wants to do the triple champ thing, go up and fight Usman. So Chael just came out making this crazy claim that apparently Leon's, and this is all Chael, Leon's been offered his show and win to step aside for Conor. It's 170. Um, and then you've got Brendan Schaub on the other side saying... Volkanovski and Connor at 55 is the fight to make because Connor beat all the 45 legends and, and you know, top guys. And so Volk is the guy that should come up and fight him at 55. So, some. So let's, hear your, let's hear your take on this one. Okay, Connor's not going to make 55. No. That's, that's one. Not I right, agree with that. Not right, not right now. now. I don't think he's making 55. He's walking around 190 something, 192, one, between 189 and 192. I don't think he made 55 anymore. Not without killing, cutting one leg off or killing, killing himself. And he already has a problem with yeah, cardio. Yeah, he already has a problem with cardio. So, and Volk is the guy to exploit that at all. Hold on. So that fight, I don't think it's going to happen. <clears throat> um, and in terms of, what was the other one? It's and Leon being pushed Leon aside Edwards, so Connor can fight. Leon Edwards taking a, his show no, and win, win, win money. Ain't going to do it. The title. He ain't going to do it. Does he get? Does he? Is he guaranteed a talent shot after that fight? No. Because if he is, then he would do that. it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like if he's not guaranteed a talent shot after that, if I get my 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 win or my show, and my win money. No. No. You're uh, losing money. Yeah. A lot of money potentially. Yeah. This is so, this is where we talk about you got to bet on yourself. Yeah. So if you if if they gave you where they said, look, you'll be the next. We want you to step aside. We'll give you show and win money, and you are automatically going to be the next challenger to whoever wins that that fight. It's not a bad thing. See, I would I would it's almost not a bad thing. I would <clears throat> I would understand if they came to them if they came to Leon and said, hey, Cosmo just got to win over. Jemima's got to win over uh, Burns. You want to slide him in to kind of shake this up a little bit? We're going to pay you your winning your show and get the winner. I could kind of see that. I can't see it for the Connor situation. And I understand it's Connor. Look, I understand all the hype around Connor. I understand he brings the most eyeballs, all of those things. 
but you're really putting a, a damper on the sport. You're really giving it a black eye when you slide somebody in who's coming off of this many losses. And the way he lost, and the way he walked out, of your wife's in my DMs, and it's not a good look. It's just not a good look. And so, like, you're sliding this guy in. I don't, I don't think it's something that they should be doing. If, they, if that's not, if that fight was offered, I don't think it's something they should be they should be doing. If I was Leon, I would I'd probably say no. If it was the Connor situation. You know, um, get Connor a win, and I think that you can slide him in anytime you want after you get him one win. But uh, uh, Leon should just take the fight. I think Leon's the man. He's the one that's got the what, what, the longest win streak right now in that division. Outside of besides Kamara, besides Kamara, yeah. I mean, Leon Leon deserves it. He deserves that title shot. He's he's been waiting patiently, you know, and sometimes getting a little upset about it, which he deserves to get upset about it. But overall, I think I think he's the man. He's the man to right now to fight Leon. And I'll fight enough Leon to fight that. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of wraps that kind of wraps that up for me. I think. Okay. I think Leon for Usman, and then you've got, uh, and then what? Kobe and and Chimaev? Kobe and Chimaev. And then Bilal and Burns. Well, they're already. Who knows? Yeah, they keep Bilal wants Kobe, but everyone wants Kobe because Kobe's the number one guy outside of Usman. So everyone wants him. So like Chimaev wants Kobe. Bur- uh, What's it called? Uh, Bilal wants Kobe. Like all these people want Kobe, but uh, what's the fight? What's the fight that Dana makes with that? That's the problem. Like, what is the fight? I think I think Chimaev goes to Kobe Covington. I think that's where Dana wants. Remember, he said ABC the fight. Ideally, if that works out, I'm going to have this. I think that's the fight they want to do. I think Col- Colby is going to get Chimaev. So then, Birds and Bilal. Uh, you could say Burns and Bilal. That that could definitely be. That's going to be a tough fight for Bilal. Well, last fight was tough for him. Yeah, the big difference between a guy that wants to be on the ground yeah. and a guy that doesn't. Now, I thought again, I thought Bilal fought a very smart fight, did great, but he's going to have some difficulty with Burns on the ground. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you want to wrap this up? I want to thank you guys for watching. Wayne in. Go to wayneinpodcast.com. Pick up one of our shirts and apparel and our merch there. We want to thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed the beautiful background, everything that we've done for you here in Hawaii to create this incredible show. And uh, we're doing the best we can on the road. That's all we can do. We will. We will. See See ya. ya.